It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Good Saturday morning to you folks. Ashley Frasca filling in on the Lawn and Garden Show. This is WSB 69 Degrees on Peachtree Street, eight minutes after the hour. Joined in studio by Mickey Gasway. Good morning, Mickey. Good morning. How we've are had, you? We've had a good hour, huh? Yeah. It goes by fast. That's it always right. goes by fast. Well, usually you join us every Saturday at 830 with Walter to do the Pikes Pick. And we're going to do it a little early since we are off the air at 8 o'clock for Bulldog pregame kickoff at noon in Athens. So right now we want to take the time to say, what can we save some money on at Pike? We can save money on Snapdragons. I'm going to take you up on this that. This is a great time of year for Snapdragons. If you've never planted them before, there's so many different kinds. They come anywhere from some that are like six inches tall to some that get three feet tall. Um, they remind me of English gardens. I love that look. They're so pretty in, in the beds. Like They look like a cottage garden. So, I, And by planting them this time of year, if you plant them in the fall, they'll bloom until it gets really cold and then they'll kind of shut down and then early in the spring when it warms up a little bit they'll come back out and they'll bloom longer into the summer now they're not not real heat tolerant so once it gets really really hot like into end of june the first of july they're going to die back but by planting them in the fall they'll develop a better root system and they'll last longer into the summertime so this is a great time to do peonies and so getting the pikes pick what does that mean that i get on the snap that means you get 20 percent off and you need to tell the cashier that this is pikes pick and that um you want your 20% off. And I give them my Play in the Dirt card, and I get registered, too, for all kinds of good That's stuff. Right. So, That's right. If you don't have a Play in the Dirt card, you definitely need to get signed up for that. Well, and you and I were talking about, I was kind of stressing over all of my nice summer flowers, all that color on my back deck, all the vibrant stuff in my front yard is going away. So Snapdragon's mum, some really good, nice, colorful things that I could be doing That's right now. exactly right. And in probably two more weeks, we're going to have pansies. But right now, there's still a lot of the the warm season annuals that will go until it gets really really cold my cosmos are beautiful at home um the marigolds still look good mm-hmm. the begonias look good there's a little plant it's like a mini petunia it's called calabracoa um, they are doing great they love the cool season um, they do great I had people tell me that they went almost all winter last year so try some of those to fill in these areas where things have not looking so good you can pull those out and it'll look good I'm ready all right let's take some of your calls 404-872-0750 Kathy in route to where where are you going I'm in Athens now. Oh, uh, since you've game. been on hold, you made it. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, well, I'm not. Okay. I was I was on three sixteen when I called, so you know I just kept going. But I had a question. Walter was talking a couple of weeks ago about singe bugs in uh, centipede St. Augustine, and I really didn't pay much attention because I didn't think I had a problem. But I think I have a problem now, mm-hmm. and I. He was telling how to detect them and then telling what to do about them, and I didn't pay attention. Can y'all help me out? Now, let me ask you, what was the indicator to you that you knew you had cinch bugs? 
I had a healthy lawn, and then all of a sudden there's a big brown patch right in the middle of it. Okay. And and we want to let folks know, too, a great way to really tell if you've got them this neat little trick. Take a can, just maybe like a soup can or something like that, cut both ends out or anything that's a cylinder shape like that. Stick it in the grass, fill it up with water, leave it for about 10 minutes, and the cinch bugs float to the top, don't they, Mickey? That's right. So that way you know you've got them. So did a little bit of research. We want to make sure that the insecticide you use is going to be obviously safe for the St. Augustine grass, but it's going to be effective on uh, cinch bugs, too. And most of the insecticides are. It's the herbicides that are they are so sensitive. But just make sure, uh, and I would just use a broad-spectrum fertilizer. You, I mean, uh, insecticide you can use. Uh, what did you say? Uh, pi- any pyrethroid. pyrethroids. You're going to see that those. on the label, and something um, with uh, like imidacloprid. You can use that. Just make sure read the bag and make sure it says that it's for uh, chinch bugs. Okay, I appreciate. And you it. know what color chinch bugs are, don't you? No, they're red and black. Yes. Ah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry that it's a bug, but I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> Crimson. <laughs> <laughs> they are not crimson. You are right about that, Kathy. Well, listen, real quick, how's, how's the traffic for folks that are headed out 316? Oh, so far it's light. I'm on Broad Street now heading in, and, and it's, you know, it's light. This is this is not a game where um, you have a lot of heavy traffic. You're right. probably be arriving just before the game. University oh. of Louisiana Monroe is who we're hosting today. Well, listen, Kathy, cheer loudly. We want to hear you. Thanks so Have much fun. for the call. Alrighty. All Bye. right, you take care. 404-872-0750. Lots of lawn questions today. Kay in Mableton, good morning. Good morning. What What is the problem with your zoysia lawn? I have an established zoysia lawn that has suffered a little over the summer from the heat right. and lack of water. And the Homeowners Association, in their wisdom, <laughs> says, nope, you've got to do something about those patches now. Oh. And I know that you don't sod or seed at the zoysia at this time right. of year. Is there anything I can do in those patches to appease the Homeowners Association? I don't really know of anything that you, you could, I mean, if you could find some zoysia and you could, you know, make, patch it then, but I don't think it's going to, you're going to be very successful. Um, I think I'd try to just keep it watered and hope maybe it'll green up a little bit. Make sure, make very sure that that area of your lawn is no lower than any place else. Because sometimes if you just got one patch like that, it'll be slightly lower than the rest of your lawn. And when you do water, it um, it causes some problems. So and be sure and look at that. Okay, we'll make sure just to strengthen up those spots, too, so that they don't remain brown into right. the following season. Did you um, fertilize this past month? Um, I Yes, I, I actually fertilized, I think, in July, and then I was actually out trying to fertilize, yes, that, do a light fertilization yesterday, but the yeah. thunderstorm caught me. All right. Well, be you, sure and get a pre-emergent on there, though, okay. so you don't get weeds where you had that light So spot. the HOA will see you out there doing That's things, right. but unfortunately, there's just nothing to correct the brown patches at this point. So you wouldn't advise trying to either put rye or anything? No, no okay. rye on, uh, you could do rye on Bermuda, but you don't want to do it on Soja. Okay. All right. All right. I will try to keep them happy. All right. Good (laughs) luck. Thanks, Kay. Thanks for the call. Next up, we have Betty. Betty's calling from Monroe. Good morning. Good morning. I have 10 or 12 beautiful peonies, except one. When the uh, bloom buds come on, they immediately turn black, and that's it for the year. It's only one. What's going on? It's it's on w- only one plant? On one of them. Yes, and I have others uh, very near it. Uh, it. It doesn't go from one plant to the other, but the, it's the same plant year after year. 
that has the black bloom buds. I think if I were you, I, as soon as those buds turn black, I would cut them off. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's they call it blood bud blast. Say that what three it, times fast. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Um, but I, and I believe it's bacterial. I don't think it's fungal. I may be wrong about that. Um, if it is fungal, you could spray it with a fungicide, but I don't think it is. So cut those off and don't let them fall to the ground and see if you'll be more successful. I will try that. Can Give I it tell you about my worst gardening mistake ever? Oh, I would sure. love to learn from that. Yes, please. I bet I've done it. <laughs> I bet you have not. I ordered um, cypress vine seeds from the Market Bulletin. They, it said they were the hummingbirds <laughs> loved it. Yeah. It has taken over our acreage you cannot fight it it's in my perennial bed i can't use roundup in there it's it walks and crawls over everything in sight uh the only way you can get rid of it is move and not take anything with you try to you if you can use uh, cypress vine is a um an annual and so if you can use a maze or something like that in there before it germinates, I think you can control it a little better until you, and it, it, the seeds are probably very persistent, so it may take two or three years to do it. But Now, that product won't hurt my irises? No, no. The only thing, it, will, it won't keep anything, it keeps things from coming up from seed. It's called a maze, oh, okay. and it works good, oh. but you're going to have to put it in on time. To keep oh, them in the early, oh, in the early yeah, spring. Before it, mm-hmm. uh, before it sprouts. Before right. Sprout. Correct. Well, I will try it, but Give somehow it. I think there's no hope. Oh, <laughs> but well, I no. bet your hummingbirds are happy. They are. They are. Happy. They love it. They love it. And I'm in the process of doing my best to pull out a lot of it. Yeah. But uh, there they are, just jumping at the blooms. Oh. <laughs> well, that's, hopefully that's, you don't have to move. We want to hear back from you with an update. <laughs> Amaze, okay, is that you. what you Amaze. said to use? Okay. All right, good Bye. luck, Betty. Thank you. All right, coming up in the next half hour or so, we'll talk to Barry about a chicken yard. Mark wants to know about his okra. And tomatoes haven't been really productive for Joseph in Snellville. We'll find out why. And mushrooms in the flower garden. Hate dealing with those, Jim. So all of those questions and more coming up on Lawn and Garden 404. 872-0750. This is Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves on WSB. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. All right. Scott Maxim, our producer for the show. We went from gardening to where are we now in space somewhere? This is the theme from Doctor Who. Oh, gosh. I think that was a little before my time. No, actually, it's current right now. You'll see it all over Netflix, and I would highly advise checking it out. It's a really, really good science fiction program. Uh, British origin. And uh, Doctor Who's kind of like a space James Bond. His his identity changes every now and again, so they always bring in a new actor to... Mm -hmm. uh, play Doctor Who. It's amazing. Scott's music can give you an out-of-body experience real quickly. I had no idea what that was. All right, well, hey, real quick, time for a weather update. Ackerman Security brings it to you. Cloudy, 40% chance of showers overnight the same. Highs today in the high 80s, lows in the high 60s. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up in 10 minutes. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Mickey Gasway and I in studio taking your questions. And now on the line, Joseph from Snellville. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? So you were really disappointed with tomatoes this year, huh? Yeah. Well, earlier uh, in the year, we planted some early girls, and uh, they did quite well. And my wife froze a bunch of them, 
after, you know, boiling them and cooling them and all that. And, uh, but the, um, I think it was the Better Boy and the Cherry Tomatoes, and not one Roma tomato did we get. And I was just wondering if it was the increase in the rainfall and the humidity that prevented the balance of the tomatoes from, from doing as well as the early girls. Well, right off the bat, you know that it wasn't proper pollination. Now, when he said humidity, that kind of put up a red flag, though, because the pollen's not going to be loose from the flowers and be able to be moved around enough to pollinate. What do you think? Well, tomatoes, the blooms in tomatoes are perfect. They have male and female within the same bloom, so it does have to just kind of be kind of shook around. The insects help, but it does. Um, The thing that I see most is when it gets really dry, and really wet and really dry and really wet so hopefully you've got them mulched well i would do that if you've grown tomatoes in that area over and over and over again i would switch where i had my tomatoes um that's the other thing that i would do okay the last part i missed because of the real quick Oh, um, if I were you, I would make sure that they didn't get wet, dry, wet, dry, wet, dry. Keep them evenly moist. What did you say about the location, though? Oh, in the location, make sure that you um, you, uh, move your tomatoes around. Don't keep the tomatoes in the same place. Try to at least uh, switch them off every year, every other year anyway. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Oh, good luck, Joseph. Better luck to you next year. And go ahead and get a jump on the fall gardening as well. Yeah. Love doing spinach and broccoli and onions and all kinds of fun oh, things. Yeah. Well, we're coming up. More calls. Plus, we have Michael Schopenhorst calling to tell us a little bit about next weekend's Fall Atlanta Home Show at the Cobb Galleria. Stay tuned. You're listening to Lawn and Garden on WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Coming up on 7.36 on your Saturday morning. Good morning. It's Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. This is the Lawn and Garden Show, and we are joined by a special guest today. On the phone, we have Michael Schopenhorst talking about the Atlanta Fall Home Show. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Ashley. How are you? Good. We love talking to you twice a year, right, for the spring Uh, and then the fall? You've got that right, and I appreciate it very much. Oh, we love having you on. Well, listen, I know folks are excited about this one. Now, it's at the Cobb Galleria next weekend, September 11th through the 13th. It's going to be a very congested area. Have you been to the Cobb Cloverleaf 75-285, all that construction? Yeah, but you know what? They've they've done a great job over there. Uh, Those things have been planned for a long time, those improvements, and um, it hasn't, I, I really don't feel like it's, it's just slowed things down too much. There's a lot going on, but they're, they're doing it all out in the middle and the side, and things are still flowing. Good. I hope that's the case for folks that are making those plans. <laughs> so we are always really excited to give uh, listeners that secret word, reliable, to get them in to see Walter's live broadcast next Saturday. That'll be happening 6 to 9. But tell us, other than that, say I want to go later in the day, I can go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What are some of the things I can expect to see? Yeah, well, this is uh, this show is packed wall to wall. It's uh, it's got very little open space in there. It's, everything is uh, um, just 
filled up greatly in uh, over 325 companies. Um, and the latest home improvement products for inside and outside the home. We've got the Red Hair Backyard Beer Garden back uh, for a $5 donation to Hope Atlanta. Folks can sample some great Red Hair uh, beer, local brew, right down the street from the Cobb Gallery. And inside that uh, garden, we've actually got, I think it's the first time at the show, the uh, Tiny House. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those or heard about those, built by Tiny Hammock Cottages. And uh, it's it's going to be great. It's all the rage right now. I have. I've things. I've heard of that, and there's, they say that could be the way of the future. I mean, tell tell folks who haven't seen a tiny house what what to expect <laughs> when they see that. Well, it's it's actually built onto a trailer. I think once it gets to its donation, it can be there, or its destination, it can uh, it can stay on that, or it could you know be one of those things that could be moved around from time to time. But it's a complete house, and uh, you know some of them are are a couple hundred square feet to three, four hundred square feet and it's it's a full house. It's got everything, a functioning kitchen, bathroom, a little loft, a living space and uh, it's amazing, and uh, that'll be on display at the show. So we're real excited about that. That's something. Empty nesters want to downsize once the kids go, and and that is truly downsizing. But it's pretty neat. I think it's a, a certain uh, conversation piece, you know, with your friends if you have a tiny house. Well, I'm excited about the outdoor expo. I mean, there's a lot with the outdoor living expo. Just hardscapes, fire pits, which is great this time of year. Under decking and tools and equipment. I mean, that's exciting for gardeners. It is. Water features, fire tables. Um, there's even a gas-fired operating outdoor pizza oven that will be going during the show. So, yeah, that, that, that area was really popular last year. I'm glad it's come back, and our grand prize is kind of tied into that. It's uh, from Builder Specialties. It's a, a Komodo Joe ceramic grill. We've given those away before and uh, very, very popular with folks. And before I forget, AtlantaHomeShow.com is the uh, website. It's got all the information, all the exhibiting companies. Uh, dates, times, locations, everything they could possibly need there. And um, we've made it very economical for people. The parking's free there at the Cobb Gallery and, and plentiful. And adults 65 and over are free. Children 12 and under are free. Military and first responders are buy one, get one free. And general admission for all those people left on that is they're only $10. And you can buy your tickets online at AtlantaHomeShow.com or there at the uh, at the show. That's great, Michael. Um, and real quick, let me ask you, what determines when y'all are in Gwinnett versus Cobb? Um, it's just, we, we do shows in both locations. Um, that show is in February each year up in Gwinnett, but, uh, Cobb Galleria are the two larger shows. The building is larger and, uh, that's where we do our shows in, uh, in March and, uh, September. And before I forget real quick, I gotta, I always gotta say, I thank Walter for, uh, kicking off things on our, on the reliable heating and air home show stage there. Cause he's on also at noon on Friday with, uh, lush lawns and perfect pansies. And we've got John Gidding coming back from HCDV's Gert Curb Appeal. Uh, Joe Washington is talking about adaptive gardening, and uh, Dana came from Home and Garden Design talking about dog-friendly landscapes. So we've got some great landscape outdoor uh, topics on that as well. National host as well as our own Walter Reeves joining you, you on the Reliable it. Home Stage. Well, Michael, thank you so much for your time, and we hope folks travel out next weekend to the Cobb Galleria to see you at the home show. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. Take day. care. All you right. too. All right, coming up, more of your calls, and we want to talk to Mark in Rutledge. He's been nice and patient talking about okra. Good morning, Mark. Hey there. So what what do you want to do here with the okra? I had a question for you. A guy told me, he said, when your okra pod comes out and you cut the okra, cut the leaf and limb right below each pod, and it'll make it bare more. But I don't know. What's your take on that? Well, if you cut it right above a leaf node, that will, that's where it has the capacity to grow. So if it has time, that would make sense. 
Right. Well, I know if you start taking all those leaves off, you're going to take away the... No, I'm not saying take off. I'm saying cut right above a a leaf node where the leaves are. Leave the leaves, but cut right above that. Oh, okay. And keep it fertilized. You know, okra and hibiscus and cotton are all in the same family, and they're all very heavy feeders. So make sure you keep it fertilized. That'll help it stay bearing, too. Right. Yeah, I didn't want to go out there and start butchering my okra. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sure it's good. Yeah. All right, then. Well, I sure appreciate it. That oh. gives me a little something to go on there. That's right. Well, we thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening. 404-872-0750. We have about 20 more minutes, maybe 18 minutes, to take some more of your calls. Jim is up next. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, ma'am. What can we do for you? Well, in June... I planted a, a flower garden in front of my house, 50 foot by 3 foot. Filled it up and everything, put topsoil down, put the landscaping material down, planted all my flowers and everything. And now i got about 2 inches of mulch, a multicolored mulch on there. And I've got, I've got mushrooms coming up between it. Mushrooms are just an indicator that you've got some uh, something breaking down in the soil, some kind of wood, probably the uh, maybe the compost that you put in there. It's breaking down. They're not hurting anything. I know they look ugly, but you can just knock them off, and they're not going to hurt anything. It's just an indicator that you've got good soil. You've got something good that's breaking down in the soil. Well, gardeners may have that fear factor, Mickey, of thinking there's a, a larger environmental problem if you see mushrooms. Like I thought maybe the soil was staying too moist or something like that. Not, so it's just an indicator that something it's that something's breaking down in the soil. We have a place in our yard that we get a patch of mushrooms every year and it's where there was a, a root of a tree and that root has never completely broken down. Well at a certain time of the year it will and when it is moist, you're right. Um, we'll have the mushrooms come up and you know, you can go out and hit them with a golf club or whatever you want to do with them, but they really they really aren't hurting anything. So nothing that Jim just needs to do other no, than there's learn nothing to you can, swing there's his nothing club. you can put put down on it or anything like that. All right. Great. Thank you for that. Mickey, up next is Tom East Alabama. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Should I use a nine iron on the mushrooms? Yeah. Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> oh my question is about a hibiscus. I planted four of them this year and I'm a little concerned now. Should I do anything special to help them? Go through the winter, or will that be okay to overwinter? Are they planted? Are they planted outside? Yes. Do you know what kind of uh, hibiscus they are? What do they look like? Well, two of them have like single petal flowers on them, and then two of them have like looks almost like a rose type of a flower. I don't, I don't remember the it, name of It's going to depend on the kind of, uh, because some of the hibiscus are very hardy. We've got some hardy hibiscus. They die to the yeah. ground and they come back up. Uh, I would say send the pictures over to Walter and he can tell you. But if they're uh, if they're yellow or orange, they're tropicals. Um, yeah, they are. Okay, they are then they're, you're going to have to bring them in. They're not going to go through the winter. Um, the okay. Ho- now, the, the red one, is it, would it be considered that also? Or? If it's the same kind. The only kind that um, most of the hardy ones are either red or pink. 
Okay. Well, you just answer my question. I'm going to have to do some digging when I get home. Dig it up. Big okay, bring it in. So what, bring it into the garage? Yeah, bring fun. it into the garage. Don't try to make it look good. Just kind of bring okay. it in, keep it alive, and then bring it back out and fertilize it in the spring. Now, what did you have to do for late, late October when I should do this? I try to get it in. Um, by the, our first average frost date here is uh, November 10th. So probably by mid-October, I'd try to get it in. All right. Thank you very much uh-huh. for your help today. Thank you. Have a great Saturday. 404-872-0750. Up next, Barry in Gainesville, a chicken yard. This is something Mickey can re- relate to. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. Um, I've had, uh, it's about probably 200 by 200, uh, six-foot chain-link fence chicken yard. Um, and I it, it's all shaded, uh, pines, oaks, uh, poplars. And I planted two pallets of fescue, but you know it'll last about three weeks and die. Um, grass doesn't grow in the shade. Have you ever seen grass growing in the woods? Mm, it, not very often. Nah, it doesn't happen. Draw maybe, but you know <laughs> that's what I've got in my chicken yard. I've got um, mostly. It's it's pine straw. There are a few little weeds that come up here and there, and my girls take care of those. Um, but um, you're not. What about get, the mondo? You were talking the about mondo. Earlier. You could certainly do that because you know chickens love grass. They do, they do, and they like the bugs that are in there. Um, yeah, you could do some mondo in there. There's no reason for that not to do that. Okay, great, Barry. You answered your own. Question. You gave me an idea. I may go home and yeah, plant some in mine. Yeah, I mean, just to follow up to a caller you had earlier. Uh-huh. For the past four years, pineapple crowns. Oh, yeah. I've grown them. I used to work for Del Monte. I've been to Costa Rica, and I've watched the guys in a field as far as you can see with a knotted rope with a burlap bag of crowns and a spade shovel about every 12 inches, digging a hole, popping the crown in there. I've grown them. It takes two years for a pineapple. I mean, you got to be persistent. Out in the spring and summer and in the winter. Okay. Out in the spring and summer. I got them, you know, when the, the, the pineapple just started popping up about two inches. I planted them in the garden in the spring, and it got up about seven inches. Wow. And, and it was good. And, wow. and I felt yeah. great. That's really going to be neat. I mean, I've had mine in water for over a month now, so the roots are probably, my goodness, nine inches or so. So I know it's ready to ready to pot it. Yeah. I put mine in about a, a 14-inch uh, terracotta pot. Uh. Okay. And I mean, and the 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 stems you got to be careful with them because they're sharp and pointed. Yes, they'll go I've out over that. it. They'll <laughs> go out about fourteen, sixteen inches. But you got to bring them in and out, in and out. But it, it takes two years. Oh wow! Here. Thank you, Barry. Hey. I appreciate that. I'm excited about I've my little project. That. I'm a little bummed it's going to take two years, <laughs> but patience. Yeah, Gardeners right. need to learn patience, don't exactly they? Right. Thank you so much, Barry. Good luck with the mondo grass. Let us know how that turns out in the chicken yard. 404-872-0750. Is it Aileen or Eileen? It's Eileen. Hi, Eileen. What can we do for good you? Good morning. I would like to know if October is a good time to spread milorganite around the yard, shrubs, you know, azaleas, roses, maple trees, most what I have in the courtyard. It's not going to hurt anything, and I think it will help a little bit. The most important time to to spread it would be in the spring when they're getting ready to go into active growth. But it would certainly help some in the wintertime because milorganite is all organic. And besides that, it'll keep the rabbits and the deer away from your yard a little bit, too, if you have that problem. 
I don't, but that's wonderful because I have a large bag of malorganite. I had planned to spread it a while ago. It didn't get spread, and I wanted to be able to use that that bag. It certainly, it, it, it should help some. I would okay. think it would help some. Well, I will do that. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you. Now, what's the shelf life? I mean, had she? I know she probably didn't. I don't know that there is one. I don't know that there is one. It's going to get dry, but other than that, I don't know that. It will. Great. All right. Up next, Allison from Alpharetta. Hi, Allison. Hi. What are you doing in the garden? Well, I have a little ones. I have a three-year-old and a seven-year-old, and we were at Home Depot in April, and they thought, "Let's plant a pumpkin plant," and mm. so we thought nothing would ever happen. And here we are, and we have, <laughs> like, 50 feet of vine. But the problem I'm having is no pollination is happening. So um, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, but I've been Googling pumpkin pollination all week. So my question is, it is the same plant, and I understand sometimes that can be different, but um, I distinctly see the male flower and then the small pumpkin forming, but I I don't know what to do. It's not – I feel like the female um, – it's it's not forming enough to even pollinate. So is it too late, or is there anything I can do? Because the kids want a pumpkin for oh, Halloween. I think it's going to be too late. I think it's going to be late, too late to get a pumpkin now. Um, it should have, because it takes them, you know, a couple of months to actually make a pumpkin. You may have to sneak a pumpkin out there. And oh, that would actually be really cool. <laughs> Buy, start with a small gourd, yes, put that out right. there, and then a couple of weeks no, later. Not just really. So, so, but was she right in doing it early on like yes, she did? Yes, she was right in doing it early. Usually the male blooms will come on first, and then come the females. If it's too hot or if you don't think you're getting pollination, you can actually go with a Q-tip from the male to the female and spread the pollen around and, and get some pollination. Oh, good luck, Allison. That is such That's a great idea. What a great question, too. Well, we have a few more minutes left in the Lawn and Garden Show. We're going to break away, and we'll be right back. This is Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves on WSB. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the Lawn and Garden advice you need. If you're around downtown Atlanta today, you will see folks dressed up like that and then some Dragon Con in town. It's going to be a busy weekend in Atlanta. It's also pretty busy in Athens. Time for a weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. The bad news, it's going to be a soggy day here in Atlanta, but the good news, Georgia Bulldogs football is back. It's coming up in minutes here on WSB. Planning to go to the game? Bring an umbrella. We're going to have cloudy skies, a 40% chance of rain. Tonight, rain and clouds remain. Low temperatures dropping to the upper 60s. Stay tuned Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up all morning long and the Bulldogs pregame show comes your way at eight o'clock we're going to take Tom as our last call he had a question about crepe myrtles and not being able to kill them now Mickey that is having taken the tree out doing your best to cut the stump down and you still deal with suckers too so what can folks do to get rid of that I would do roundup Cut it, cut the cut the stump, cut the suckers, put uh, straight roundup on there, and see if that won't get them. Okay, that should do. You have to be persistent. You have though. to I be mean, persistent. The suckers, I right. took a crepe myrtle out four years ago and still have the suckers, but it doesn't bother me. As I walk by the sidewalk, yeah. I just kind of pull the suckers up. Crazy. And we want to remind folks: you may have missed Walter today. I've loved filling in for him. 
But you can see him next weekend live at the Atlanta Fall Home Show at the Cobb Galleria. Get in early, 6 a.m., see the live broadcast. Use the word reliable at the door. That will get you into the home show free before 6 a.m. to see Walter Reeves and WSB, also Dave Baker up after that. Mickey, it's been a pleasure. We want you to go see Mickey Gasway at Pike Nursery and West Cobb. And also, we're going to be seeing you more over the fall as you do That's live broadcasts. That's exactly right. Walter. Roll Tide. Oh, go, dogs. Thanks for all your help, Mickey. And listeners, thanks for the great calls. We hate to rush out of here, but we are ready for Bulldog football on WSB. I'm Ashley Frasca. It's been a good Saturday. Hope you have a great weekend.